Good morning and happy Friday, my friends. Today we are going to jump right into one of the most efficient ways you can spend your time in an effort to gain leverage over your marketing. Now, don't get too excited by this. I understand certainly this would not be for everyone. However, if you are a salesperson or a business owner, a coach, a consultant, or a mentor, this is one of the most valuable things you can do And it's so easy. It's painful that I didn't realize it earlier. You see, the marketplace is flooded with opportunity. Whether you look at things as though the glass is half empty or half full, or maybe there's no glass at all, or maybe you own the entire lake or ocean, it doesn't matter to me. I look at it like everywhere is an opportunity to add value. And there's so many different ways to do it now. Right? This podcast is something where I spend time and energy multiple times throughout the week to ensure that you have things that if you listened and then executed them, you'd find additional success. I do that for a couple of different reasons. One, it makes me feel good. The lessons I've learned, the things that are working inside of business, the things that are working inside of not only growing other people's businesses, but growing other people's mindsets are impactful. Right? They're impactful when I can share them with a much broader audience. Right? The thousands of people that hear the show, you included, take something away, I hope. That's the whole goal of this. Secondarily, I get to use this as lead generation. I know that there's a chance as you listen to this and you walk down this path, like, man, if he's giving away all this stuff free... Imagine what he has behind the curtain. I must at least reach out and see what's possible. So I'm somewhat self-serving as well. Third, and maybe most important, is the passive information that then I can share with the marketplace that has already corresponded with me. You see, I'm not naive enough to assume that every person that listened to this show is also on my mailing list. I hope so, but you might not be, and that's okay. And I also can't assume that every person that's in my Facebook groups that are both public and private listen to the podcast, and there's this whole circular conversation that goes on of how many of us assume that just because potential clients are in one spot means they're in every spot. After doing some research, that's just unequivocally not true. Not only not true for me, but not true for you and your business. But we all assume it is, right? Because we feel self-important in our own mind, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's quite all right. But as we push forward, I know that I can take episodes that have higher downloads, higher impact, higher comments, and I can share them through ManyChat or Chatmatic, right? The automated chat sequence. I can share them to my mailing list. I can share them inside of groups. So I'm repurposing content in a way that makes an impact. Which is really what this show ends up being about today. But something that's way more tactical than just repurposing content. So I read a book last week that's called The 90-Minute Book by a gentleman named Dean Jackson. Now the book itself is not all that long. It's a whopping 40... Two pages as I have it in my hand. And it's 42 pages by design. There's been a bunch of research that's been done to see 
how much of the average book on someone's shelf is actually read. And it may surprise you to realize that the average book hasn't had more than two chapters read out of it. It's roughly 65 pages. It's crazy, right? I mean, I know I love to read, but maybe it's not the same story for you. Think of the books that you've picked up, if at all, and how many of them you read from cover to cover. Maybe it's all of them. Maybe it's some of them. Maybe it's none of them. But across the board, right, if we do a global average, it's about 65 pages of the average book gets read. But yet, the average book on a shelf is I have a handful on my desk right now. I have one in my hand that's 218 pages. I have one I'm picking up that's 397 pages. Even a psychology book that I have read that should be shorter is 180 pages. What that would lead me to believe is that the majority of these books are potentially too long, right? If we're looking for completion. So from that standpoint, what Dean suggests in the 90-minute book is there's actually a way to format books and use them for lead generation inside of sales or inside of your business. And to save you the 30 minutes it might take to read the book, the 90-minute book operates under the premise that if you create a framework on a board, right, sheet of paper, whiteboard, iPad, note section, doesn't matter where you do it, but create an outline of things that would be important to your potential client, whatever they could be. Then you spend the next 60 minutes dictating it. Right? This is ad-libbed. This is off the cuff. This is quick and easy. This is something that should not be laborious for you in any capacity. Now, you take those auditory notes that you hopefully have in your phone, or maybe you're old school enough to want them on a voice recorder, and we hop on a source like Fiverr or Upwork, and we find a copywriter. And that copywriter takes our spoken word and turns it into a palatable conversion tool for the public, i.e. a book. Now, from this standpoint, we have to come up with a fancy name for the book. And I say fancy because it has to speak to our ideal client and it has to solve a problem for them. Right? So an example that Dean gives in the book is for financial service professionals that specialize in communicating with plastic surgeons, right? That's their niche down market. And so the book itself could be called The Cosmetic Surgeon's Guide to Early Retirement. But he could also go after physicians and it could be The Physician's Guide to Early Retirement. Those sort of names speak very clearly to your potential client and the problem you're solving inside the book. Now, the book, of course, couldn't be a full solution. But let's be honest, most people don't read a whole book, so they never get to the whole solution. What this does is create authority inside the marketplace. And of course, when you've transcribed the audio and you've had it turned into a digital version, right, you can deliver it as a PDF to someone or an ebook. Or there's a couple sources that I've found that will actually print the book that's in my hand, color laminate page, 
right? Nice white pages inside for less than $3 a piece. So now let's imagine, as you're a real estate agent, instead of handing people your business card, you hand them your book. People don't throw away books. Have you ever noticed that before? Have you thrown away a book ever in your life? Doesn't it feel almost sacrilegious to take a book and throw it in the trash can? It does for me. And so books don't get thrown away. They're they're left about. And you get to see your name on it. And of course, you can print on demand if you don't want to invest the $3 per book. I get it. Completely. You can go through Amazon. And now you have a book that's on Amazon. And there's a way to have Amazon to become a number one bestseller. I'll share with you the secret. All these fancy Amazon number one bestsellers, let me tell you exactly how it works. They create a Kindle version. Kindle is owned by Amazon. They offer the Kindle version essentially for free inside their, their niche. They then either run traffic to it or they promote it to their mailing list or maybe they have a bunch of actual friends in the world. And they ask everybody to take the book, download it on their Kindle, at least swipe through 60% of the book, ideally all of it on the Kindle, and then leave an honest review. If you have enough of that in a period of time, from the moment the book launches, you get to be an Amazon number one bestseller. It's crazy, right? That It literally works just that easily to make that happen. So now you can market yourself as an Amazon number one bestselling author, but it's not even about that to me. It's about the fact that we used to print business cards, or maybe not. Right? You, and you'd hand them out to people, and they'd throw in a desk, or they'd get thrown in a trash can. But now this book begins to separate you from the competition. Again, this works in every industry. Let's say you're in sales, and you eventually want to go out on your own. Let's say you want to teach sales training to people. Right? I'll let you on an inside secret. For a very long time, I've wanted to start a sales training company specifically for automotive professionals. Using LinkedIn for prospecting, using Facebook for prospecting, creating brand awareness, showing the sales scripts that work, showing the phone scripts that work, they're not in, in invasive, how to u- utilize virtual assistants, right? Because it speaks to me because I was a car guy for a long time. But that's not the path I'm on right now. That'll be something I create in the future. But imagine you're a car salesman now and you have a book out for, you know, the top ways that physicians can save money buying cars. And you make sure that every physician in your city gets a copy of the book. What do you think they're going to do when they need a car? And more specifically, it can leverage you into teaching other people how to do the same. All from something as simple as a 30-minute outline followed by 60 minutes of walking around, just sharing roughly what you know. It doesn't have to be in smooth, fluent order. That's what the copywriter's for. When I've gotten quoted anywhere between 250 and 500 bucks to have the copywriter do their magic, but I took it a step further. What I have created, I have podcasts with endless amounts of information. So I went back into old podcasts, content I'd already created at a different point in life, had it transcribed on something called Temi, T-E-M-I, 10 cents a minute, 
Right? My average show was 20 minutes. So, you know, about two bucks a show. I had, I don't know, I'll make it up. 40 shows transcribed some round up again and say a hundred bucks into that. Give it to copywriters, have them turn it into content. And now I have lead generation tools that I didn't even have to record content on right now. They're already created. And I get the books printed and they'll always be around. Then you use a company called Handwritten with a Y to help deliver handwritten notes to potential clients and prospects, which is the system that I am building and testing. Imagine you opt into my email list. I'm able to what's called scrape for data. I'm able to find at least and verify 70% of the mailing addresses that exist in the world. And inside, from that, you get a handwritten letter and a copy of my book, and it ends up at your house inside of a week. So think of that. You somehow joined my mailing list or joined a Facebook group or maybe downloaded the podcast. And surprisingly enough to you, you get customized mail in your mailbox from me. Now, certainly, right, we're going to talk some math real quick. We're going to talk some tactics. The book itself is going to cost, I'll round up again and say four bucks. It's going to cost $3 to have every piece and part shipped. So I'll round up again. So I'm going to be eight bucks into getting this in front of a client. Well, then it's just backing into what is the product or service I can offer and how many people do I have to send the book to to get a conversion? It's just math. So let's say hypothetically, which I am not, but let's say I have a $1,000 product, $997. What I would be assuming then is that if I sent this to 50 people, one person would be interested enough to take action. Wouldn't you invest 400 bucks to make a thousand? The answer is yes, of course you would. All of us would over and over and over again. And with more time and more systemization, those prices drop and your conversions increase. That's optimization. All from having something that already should exist in your life, which is quality information that gets put in front of someone that establishes you as an authority in your marketplace. See, I can share testimonial after testimonial and bring on guests onto the show and have them, you know, tout over and over again how great the services are that I've rendered for them. But let's be real. Something changes when you have a book in your hand that establishes brand authority. It just matters. And so if you'd like any of the resources that I'm sharing here, I'd be happy to introduce you to the piece and parts that I know that work very well. Send me an email, ryan at ryanidell.com. I will introduce you to the copywriters that work, get you set up with Temi, get you set up with a book publishing company, all the pieces and parts. Side note, I have no affiliate commission with any of these people. They're just quality resources that will help progress your business forward. It's actually part of what I walk my clients through inside the S7 business system. If it works for me, it will work for them. And that's my goal, right? It came to me over this past weekend. 
someone asked me, maybe even Thursday or Friday of last week, like, what, what's the overall plan? What are you doing all this for? Right? You might have heard, you need to have a big why. You need to have a, a massive why. Well, material possessions are good, and I certainly like cars. I've shared that before on other shows. There's going to come a day and a time in which I own a Rolls Royce. But that's not why I'm doing this, right? It doesn't even speak to me enough to get me excited. It's almost an inevitability that it's coming. It's just when and how soon. But that's not why I do what I do. So I'm just thinking, like, what is this? Like, what am I called to do? And I realize that if I help 1,000 people, just 1,000, ensure that they're making at least a million dollars a year, that'll be $1 billion with a B that I can say I played a role in helping create. From that billion dollars, if I can show people that even a 5%, just 5% offer to a nonprofit that specialized in early childhood education, there'd be $50 million that gets created. And inside of that nonprofit, the goal will be to infiltrate a program like Big Brothers and Big Sisters and take children and teach them about the self-worth and self-appreciation and the things that exist inside of the life optimization group, if you will, the habits and patterns, the rituals, the things that will make an impact that's generational. And once that then happens in the Big Brother, Big Sister program, it's easier to get it into the school systems. See, I don't need to necessarily change the curriculum of schools. That's a whole secondary conversation. What we need to do, in my opinion, is change the mindset and the belief system that is limiting that each generation seems to inherit. And by doing something like helping a thousand people make a million dollars, that becomes a reality. Now, I don't know about you, but that's something for me to get excited about. That's something that actually matters. That matters way more than saying, I drive a Rolls Royce or I have a fancy watch or I have this other house. All that stuff's well and good, but it's, it's not generational impact. It doesn't change Gianna's children's life. But we can, and I can, and I will. Right? We go way back to 15 Minutes to Freedom, the original podcast. You hear me talk about impacting right, millions of people's lives. I think it was, I don't remember, it was 100 million or 10 million or I don't even remember the number was at this point. It was something greater than what Lewis Howes had shared with me. Because he really shifted my belief system on how small I was thinking. But think of if a thousand people made a million dollars, think how many people made a half million, what that would do. And think of the waterfall effect. Then think of all the people in their social circles, in their life, in their friends that got to reap an upside benefit from that. And then think of the nonprofit side of things and how that impacts children. That gets to that number even quicker. That's the why for all this stuff. That's what gets me excited right now. And so I hope you take me up on the opportunity to begin to create some of your own assets to position yourself in the marketplace as an authority. People like to deal with authorities. Don't believe me? You go to the doctor and you say you have a cold. You're sniffling, you're sneezing, you have a sore throat. You just can't seem to get over it. And you've been at the same doctor for quite some time, as most of us have. 
You walk in the doc's office, you sit in the waiting room, you eventually get called back, right? The nice receptionist calls you back. She takes your temperature, your height, and your weight. She's writing down on a chart, and she sits you in a, in a waiting office. Doctor comes in, he pulls out the chart, and he says, ah, oh, looks like you got a cold here, you sore throat. And he pulls out his little ear thing, shines a light in your ear, looks on both sides, like, yeah, you got a cold. He says, stand up. So you stand up. He says, take off your pants. You don't think twice, right? You drop your pants. Why do you drop your pants? Because he's an authority. Because when you walk through the door, you assume that whatever he tells you is the right thing to solve your problem. That's what things like books can do for your business. I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.